from hearing Brian Cashman utter words that are going to drive you crazy. But you have to hear those words for yourself before you're able to say whether or not those words drive you crazy. You're right. That's the fairest way to do it. Okay. You got to hear someone's words. Yeah, you can't take other people's word for it. You have to hear it from the horse's patoot. I agree. And that's what we're going to do in literally four minutes. Brian Cashman on the radio in Chicago relaying a story about having lunch with my man guy Omar Minaya and the way Yankee fans react to not winning World Series. But right now, still uh, glowing, glowing, glowing in the enjoyment of the net uh, collapse. Be careful. Oh, I'm not worried about Be it. Be careful. The longer uh, Durant goes without talking, the more likely <laughs> it is he's out of here. He might be packing his bags. Like, by the way, do you think a guy like Kevin Durant packs himself? No. Or do you think he hires a service to come in and pack all his trap oh. Or do you think he just buys a new apartment or house wherever he goes and furnishes out? I was going to go with that one. So that uh, he might have a totally furnished house in Oklahoma City. Yeah. He might have one in the Bay Area. He might have one in Brooklyn. Yeah. All I think possible, there are right? certain things he keeps, but for the most part, like furniture. Start fresh. Done. Furniture, schmurniture. I'm making $35, $50 million a year. Who yeah. cares? Doesn't matter. Right? By the way, I always wondered, did we ever find out did Kevin Durant buy a place in Brooklyn or is it in Manhattan? I thought he was living in Dumbo, Brooklyn. That's oh, what is I that heard. Where, is yeah. that where it is? That's what I'd heard. I, yeah. I always wondered about that. Yeah, he lived the Brooklyn life. He lived the Brooklyn he life. He lived the Brooklyn life. What is that? If this ends this week with Durant being traded, <laughs> I don't think I'll ever hate him. Like, there's a dislike for James Harden. There's a dislike for Kyrie Irving. You'd be disappointed that disappointed. he didn't stay healthy. Yes. For sure. Yes. And you'd be That's disappointed that it never got to uh, even close to a championship. I wouldn't boom when I came can, back. Listen, Austin, one thing you have to say about Kevin Durant is that the dude loves playing basketball. And when he played it, he played it at a very, very yeah. high level for this team. Agreed. Like, this is not a guy that... You know, unless he was ordered to, took a lot of load management days. This was a dude who loves no. playing basketball. Dude, he misses time because he gets hurt, which yeah. which unfortunately happens. I would love in an ideal world where he says, I'm good for the rest of the year. They make trades to try to improve this roster. And then I promise you at the end of the year, based on how this thing ends, I may be the one who comes to you and says, it's time. Yeah, but it's it's, time. it can't be public because... You can only shoot that shot once. I agree. And he shot it this past well, summer. But he also has to be thinking to himself, wait a second, let me get this straight here. James Harden asks for a trade within a week, he's gone. Poof. Kyrie Irving asks for a trade within 48 hours, he's gone. Poof. I ask for a trade, they Ooh. sit on it for three months. Because you're, you're the only guy that actually wants to play. Right. <laughs> right. You're the one guy we think we can count on, right? And you're the one guy signed to a multi-year contract. Yes, exactly right. Here's uh, Patty in Port Jefferson. Patty, what's going on, buddy? What's going on, gentlemen? How are we doing today? Doing great. What's up? I just have uh, some insight into the why Knicks uh, might not might dislike the Nets fans as a Knicks fan. Uh, first off, I want to say I am a – you might as well call me Silky Johnson because I'm player hater of the year when it comes to the teams I Look don't like. Look at you dropping uh, <laughs> names like Silky Johnson. Okay, go ahead, Biggs. I am a Rangers and Knicks fan, but a Mets and Jets fan, so I have the big wow. brother and little brother. What a weird, yeah, what a weird combo, but okay. I'm Good a weird guy, what can I say? So – First off, if you think the Knicks have been better than the Nets the last few years, i got a bridge to sell you in Vegas. Nobody it's thinks that. True. Nobody thinks but, that. No, of course, I know. I'm just, so, as a Knicks fan, I have to preface that. But I will say, one of the main reasons I dislike the Nets so much has to do with when they moved to New York, it was feels very poser-ish 
when they were like, we are New York, we're taking New York over, that Bozo Prokhorov was, you know, buying all your... The stuff, billboard. You know, I agree. The That's billboard, fair. getting, you know, Garnett and... Uh, Pierce, Pierce, and, yeah. oh, we, we're taking this city over. If the Nets were just winning without kind of referencing the Knicks, almost like taking the high road, I don't think I would have as much to hate on. But when you kind of say that you're taking the city over and then you fall on your face, it makes it much easier to wallow in that wonderful, wonderful team. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Not that I have anything as a Knicks fan to be. You no, know, no, no, no. I, I understand. I, I, I think there's a lot of Nets fans because the one thing I will not take the arrow on or the uh, the bullet on yeah. is ever claiming we're taking over New York City. I've never done that. And I always look at Nets fans, even Mets fans who do it with the Mets and Yankees, and say, that's not the goal, nor does that matter. It's about just winning. It's about winning a championship. A popularity contest doesn't mean anything. Who cares Absolutely. if you're more popular? Mets fans don't hate the Nets because of Evan Roberts. Well, I would they say this. The there's, also a little, there's also a little something going on. Gee, um, thanks. <laughs> I think it's, what's it called when you, uh, you, you get pleasure out of other people's failures? Uh, it's called something. Uh, it's called being a loser. Yeah, it's not. Be, it's not that. Uh, it's called hi, being a Met fan in the late nineties. Hi, SNY. Thank 2000s. you, Grubhub. <laughs> now it's called. It's like there's a there's a thing for it when you get pleasure out of other people's failures in life. What's that Voyeuristic? called again? No, fatalistic. No, uh, no. sadist. You're no, sadist? not anything. I'm gonna Google it. Hold on. Uh, yeah. Enjoyment, masochist from other people's failures. Yeah, all right. It's I got it. something. Schadenfreude. 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 Yeah, it's uh, what we're experiencing right now is a little case of uh, Schadenfreude. Yeah. Uh, Schadenfreude is not the new power forward on the Knicks, by the way. Uh, it is Knicks fans rejoicing in what we believe is the net demise. We're getting joy out of your troubles. And by the way, that's not new because when the Mets lost to the Padres. There were Keith McPherson took joy in the Mets losing. Yeah, the when Yankee fans the Yan across the board, and here. I'm not just knocking Keith here because when the Yankees lost to the Astros, many of us, including a certain someone on the other side of the glass, who's that? Tomas Tomas Lugauer took much, 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 much joy yeah. in the Yankees' embarrassment by losing four zero to the Houston Astros. Yes, so this yes, is you new. Did you Schadenfreuders? I look. I raise my hand. I own it. When the New York Rangers got defeated. Defeated in the Eastern Conference Finals, and I was a jealous well, little you-know-what. Well, come on, so you, I do. Okay. I mean, what do we do? What do we do? Well, you really, like, you didn't go home, you went home, yeah, enjoyed it. No, okay, <laughs> when Trey Young danced at yes. Madison Square Garden, you liked it. even though my team was better, I took joy. Yes, you are the king of the Schadenfreuders. Like, matter of fact, I think it's time for you to update your adult baseball league and add the Schadenfreuds as a team. <laughs> now, I know you can't handle a fifth team in that league, but I think it's time to change the names of one Maybe of the teams. Maybe it's time to expect, well, which team should lose their well, name? What are the names again, real quick? The Bros for Joe. Might be that The okay. Schmoozers for Steve Summers. The Bros, the Schmoozers. The Mink Men. Yeah. And the Mongos for Mike. Well, Everybody's I mean, retired. I, mean, got, uh, I have an affinity for John Minko, so leave that one alone. Minko's safe. Yeah, I think Minko's got to be safe there. Okay. The Mongos just sounds funny. Okay. So you kind of like, hey, what are you, I'm on the Mongos. All right, bye, there you go. I think you got to go with the bros or the hoes. The bro oh, Joes, excuse me. <laughs> the bros or the Joes. The no, the other one is the schmoozers. Oh. Yeah, yeah, I think you got to get rid Well, you, you got to decide. But one of them teams should be known as the Schadenfreude. The Schadenfreude. What team's yeah. the most successful? Yeah. Um, oh, no, what team's the least successful? Oh, the least successful. This yeah. past year, the Bros won the championship. Okay. The year before that, we no, had no. a mini dynasty. Who came in last place? 
Ah, uh, the Mongos. So the Mongos for this year should be the Schadenfreuders. The Schadenfreuders. It's like, you know, like in soccer, you get relegated down a division. Yeah, yeah. So they can regain the name Mongos by, by getting gotcha. to the World Series. All right, I'm going to tell them. They don't have to win it. But you got to get to the championship game because I assume yeah. two teams make the playoffs? That, no. Well, we, everybody makes the playoffs and we oh. have a tournament. So you've minimized the regular season? Yes, we have. Huh. When you have four teams in a league, what so are you going to do? Yeah, you've mocked like Adam Silver and Gary Bettman and uh, Roger Goodell for minimizing the regular season. Don't do that. Yet in the league that you operate, yeah. you too have minimized the regular season. I could go 0-20. I'm in the playoffs. You know what I don't do? I don't put a runner on <clears throat> second in extra innings, though. By the way, that's, uh, that's whataboutism. We don't, we don't like whataboutism on this show. You know that. <laughs> right, speaking about whataboutism, your guy, Brian Cashman, went on the radio in Chicago on the score. I'm not sure which show, so I apologize for that. But uh, we can just play the whole thing through Big Mac or no? Yeah, it's about a minute clip. I did All cut right. I did cut out the question, though, so if you want to press So why don't you question. tell us what the question What's is? What's the question? The question That's was That's important. How, yeah, the question was how did um, – he pretty much said here in Chicago we're trying to figure out how the Cubs and uh, White Sox have done in their offseason. Got to figure there in New York, everyone's got to think it's a big A. You re-sign Aaron Judge. You re-sign Rizzo. That was the question? Yeah, so, right, so they, it was they, like, how's your offseason going? But they prefaced it by saying, "Must be everyone must be right, thrilled. So you this had a great is Brian Cashman uh, being interviewed in Chicago. <laughs> wow. And the hosts in Chicago, not their fault they don't know any better. Yeah, I don't blame them for that. Right. They say, I assume Yankee fans are loving the offseason. You got Judge Sox. Yeah, I guess they, and okay. Carlos Redone. They see Aaron Judge resigned. You added Carlos Redone. Sure. Wow, what a great offseason. Yankee okay. fans must be thrilled. Uh, here's Brian Cashman's reaction to that. Well, New York's a tough grading system, so the only A you get is if you finish finish with that trophy in hand. Otherwise, you get an F. There's nothing in between. <laughs> so so it, remains, it remains to be seen. Um, it was funny. I was just talking to Omar Minaya, who's you know one of my special assistants until last Last night we were having a little dinner and I was talking with him and my son Teddy and I'll just tell you this real, real quick, but he said, uh, I, I, you know, we we're talking about how the season ended and I was like, I, where did, how far did we get? You know, and, you know, I was like, we got, we got knocked out. Was it in the first round, the second round? And, and Omar was talking to me about it today. He goes, man, he's like, you guys are in it so much you can't even remember what happened. I'm like, well, I was like, you know, to be quite honest, Omar, we, we, the truth was, in the end, we had four games short of a World Series appearance, but it felt like the way our fan base reacted in the press that we got, you know, we got knocked out in the first round. But you know, so you can't re- really remember sometimes reality versus the perception. And the perception was we 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 didn't do well, and and the reality was we had a hell of a, another run at it, but but fell short. So that's just the New York market. Mm. Wow. So I want to make sure you guys heard that clearly. Uh, he's obviously. You know, mocking whether or not he knew what happened. He obviously knows what happened. Where they got eliminated, he gets to it. Because that's but, weird for him not to know yeah, he what happened. He obviously knows. Okay. Uh, but his belief is that uh, they had a great run at it because they came within four wins of getting to the World Series and doesn't quite understand why that's not enough. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know uh, if he doesn't um, understand. Uh, uh, no, no. Oh, uh, you're already defending him? Oh, we haven't even given an opinion him. yet. Now, and you're already well, you defending him. You've been having it on. I stepped in. He does say if you don't win the World Series, it's an F. Yes. So that's an acknowledgement right there. But he's almost like saying, like, come on, guys. We had a great year. We made a great run at it. We came four wins away from the World Series. But you wouldn't know that by listening to the fan base and or the media's coverage of what we did. 
he didn't say Shut anything. Freud. He, <laughs> he didn't say anything wrong, right? But I think Look Brian should. Well, what? I'm, you're defending him. I'm no, not. I'm not, I, haven't, I haven't finished yet. Okay. Sounds like he's he defending him. Like he didn't say <laughs> anything wrong. wrong, but he doesn't seem to understand what the Yankee fan wants to hear. Like, sometimes you got to give the people what they want. So let me try this answer, and you tell me if this would have been a better answer. Look, we, we accomplished a lot in the regular season, and while four wins away from the World Series seems really good, that's not acceptable where we are. And I agree with the Yankee fans. If we don't get to a World Series or win a World Series, to me, and I'm a tough marker, that's an F. So I happen to agree with our fans that despite only being four wins away from the World Series, it's a failure when we don't get there, especially when we get swept by our fiercest rival. That's the red meat answer the Yankee fan wants to hear. Am I wrong? No, you're right. I just think Thank you. that when asked... By uh, what is he even doing on Chicago media, uh, radio? I have no idea. But well, when, I mean, when asked he, by an out of market radio station, yeah. if you expect him to just hurl right in to the <laughs> red meat answer instead of just saying, you know, along the lines of trying to explain to a, a couple of guys who clearly have no I idea just it, what though. the Yankee fan fan base thinks because they think they, oh, you must be thrilled out in New York. No, let me tell you, despite how good we were, they still hate us. Yeah, but so my that's answer, where we yeah, are. But Big Mac, my answer would have explained it too. You're just giving the Yankee fans who are going to hear this clip, you should know that, the red meat answer they want, which is, it's not acceptable if we don't win. See, it's one thing to come out and say it's not acceptable to them. You know, they they, they give us an F because we didn't win the World Series. Right. But then to come back around and go, but I think we had a hell of a season. Matter of fact, we, we, we came within four wins of getting to the World Series. What? And he knows he's, he's, he's being interviewed. So he knows it's going to get back to New York. At some point, I think he has to say, and I agree with them. Yeah. It's been 13 years since we won a title. We don't have audio of it, but Steve Cohen did an interview with Jeff Passan. Steve Cohen gave answers that he knew Met fans would print out and put on their wall in their office in their home and pray to the altar of. Brian Cashman didn't do that. Brian Cashman couldn't say anything to put a frame up on any the Yankee answer fans. I just well, no, he couldn't. They'd still say you haven't won in 13 yeah, but years. You're basking in the inside. glow. You're basking in the glow of you your own. You just fed red meat to the people that See, don't like exactly. it. Exactly. That's no, what you well, did. Now, that I, that listen, I agree with, but every, there's nothing you could do the Yankee other way. Yankee fans are going to say what they want to say regardless, no, but... No one's going to love you, Brian Cashman because he told Chicago he, that no, I agree with the fans. But Yankee fans want the general manager of the Yankees, yes. who hasn't been to a World Series in 13 years, yeah. to speak the same language they're speaking mm-hmm. from the same verse. They want the Brian Cashman, uh, the GM yeah. of the Yankees, to come out and go, look, did we have a good year? Yeah, but not by our standards. By your standards, they we had a good year. Brian Cashman, no, no, but that's what the no, fans say. he's saying the fans yeah. give it Brian, an well, I think what fans want to well, hear well, is Brian Cashman right. hold himself and the organization to the same standards that most Yankee fans have. Right. That's all. That's no, it. I, it's I a simple answer. Yeah, right? And by but the way, at the end of the day, it's time, just words. Yeah. But the fact that he feels like, man, we made a hell of a run at it, came four wins shy of a World Series. But on this side, we got an F for that. There's a disconnect there. And Brian Cashman's been around long enough to know right. that that's going to be uh, what's going to be played over and over again. Yeah. And that fans are going to hear that. And right or wrong, because you could make the argument the fans are wrong on this. I but right or wrong, that's a disconnect. It's, exactly.
Oh, I think you're right on. And that's where, look, at the end of the day, Big Mac, it's not a big deal. Right. It goes away in 48 hours, maybe less. But that's my reaction to his answer. Like, yeah, just give right. the fans what they want sometimes. It's not hard. It's so easy. And by the way, whenever I hear Brian Cash say, let me give you a quick little story. I'm like, liar. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, that, that was the, the worst quickest... part about it to me. I know you said that he obviously knows, but like, you don't remember where we lost? I remember. I remember losing all four games in the ALCS. Yes, I think about that, it. Every I, day. I agree with that. I'm like, that's part. the like, comment that bothers yeah, me. Like, don't be flippant about where we. That. No, 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 I get it. I, I take your word that he's BSing yeah. that, but I completely agree with Big Mac. That would be something that would annoy me. You right. don't know when you lost. Yeah, I know when you lost. I mean, I remember every yeah. second of that. Because you lost. I'll be totally honest with you. Uh, coming from like the the heat he's under from the fan base, I don't expect any GM that won 99 games. Won a division in a division that had three playoff teams in it, and was the f- in the final four, and was in the ALCS. I don't expect any GM in any circumstance to call that a bad year. I just don't. I understand that that's where the Yankee fan is, yeah. and that's where well, George Steinbrenner set, set the bar in 1976. There's also but, a, there's also a part of last year's postseason right. where their offense disappeared. Yes, where fans, the last memory you have of last year's Yankee team. Was barely getting by Cleveland right. and batting what a buck fifty in the in the against the Astros, whatever it was. Right. I think that's why he's got to come out and give you the red meat. Yeah, it's you know, easy. It's like you lost in Game that. Seven yeah. on a on a on a bad call right. or on a home run in the bottom of the twelfth. And then if that you, ha- you got swept. See, but- and if that happened, we'd all be okay with this statement? No. That's not the point. No. It's but the, that's not, Big Mac, that's not even the point of how they lost. It's That's the answer that makes this easy for Yankee fans to say, that. oh, look, at least he's thinking he the way I'm thinking. He didn't give you the spoonful of sugar. Okay. To make the medicine go down. Right. Yeah. But the reality is, and Craig's been on Cashman's side a lot on this, and so have you. I'm a Cashman guy. The bar is got to still be high like yes, it was in it the 2000s. No, it's not. Yes, it not is. when you deem getting swept in the ALCS a as a success. I then the bar's not high success. enough. He said we gave it a good run at it. Didn't well, that's not a good run at it. Big Mac, that's not a good run at it. I'm sorry, okay. it's not. So you got, not for the Yankees. You can't say anything not for the Mets about soon the enough. Okay. No, right. give the fit. I'll tell you right now. Right, you want him to say The Mets won 101 games. They got embarrassed in the biggest series that they played. Right. That happens again, and that happens again. You think I'm going to smile and say, well, they won 100 games. I'm happy. No, I won't. Matter of fact, you'd rather win 92 games than get to the next round of the playoffs. Yeah. No one, you see, but there's a line here. It's either, it's either I'm furious and I hate the way this team was and I hate everything about it and it was a colossal failure, or you win the World Series. There is a medium where it was like, yeah, listen, not good enough. But there were still some positives. Like, there's no middle ground whatsoever. He's got to either call it an out-and-out failure or he doesn't get it. I'll tell you why. Yeah. Where were you the last time the Yankees went to a World Series? Were you married? No. Did you have children? No. Did you have a mortgage? No. (laughs) Right. Right. And now look at you. You're married. You got two beautiful kids. Right. By the way, you have a kid in elementary school. I do. Right? Well, he's in kindergarten, yeah. Well, it's elementary school, right? K to six, right? Yeah. So it's been a long time. By the way, look at at Tommy. Tommy was single, doing hits of ecstasy at rave parties (laughs) at City Field once a year. Yes. Right? The electric daisy car. having unprotected sex all over the five. (laughs) Well, let's not go that far. And now he barely leaves the apartment. He's uh, cockholded by a wealthy woman. Uh And life is somehow good for him. A lot's happened. 
since the last time the New York Yankees went to a World Series. I think this is the best point you've ever made, Craig. Yeah. Yeah. I was allowed to vote the last time the Yankees <laughs> went to a World Series. You still wait in line for food the last time. I was in a very interesting uh, predicament about that this weekend. My son was honored. He won uh, the Minnie Maxwell Award for uh, t- you know, top high school football players. Like 150 kids, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Delaware, were honored at this banquet. So you got to go, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to go, but you got to go. Sure. So you go there, and it was supposed to be from 2 to 4 o'clock. All right, fine. I ate before I went. I'm good. Now they're serving food. And Anthony's with me. And he's like, Dad, let's get some food. I go, I don't do that. He goes, no, no, they're serving prime rib. I'd like you know, have a piece of steak. I go, get a line and do it. He goes, well, will you wait in a line with me? <laughs> What'd you do? Does that count? I said, let's do this. Wait for everybody else to go. And if there's any left, we can have some. <laughs> <laughs> Here's something else. Yeah, I, I just can't do it anymore. I'm sorry. Yeah, so that's what we did. Sat at that table, made small talk with strangers, which I also hate, and then I played Angry Birds on my phone. <laughs> and then when my son got introduced, I stood up, I videotaped it, and I went back to playing Angry Birds. Sometimes waiting online is worth it. It really Not for is. Food inside. Yeah, I, this weekend, actually, last night, it was only a few hours ago, I was at Fort Lauderdale Airport. My flight was delayed. Shocking. I waited online for 45 minutes oh, for pizza. Embarrassing. 45 minutes. It's embarrassing. It was amazing. It was called the Santo. That was the name of the place. Yeah. It's at the Fort you Lauderdale Airport, yourself. Gate 3, or whatever it's called. Yeah. And let me tell you, it was worth every minute. You're not my guy. Handmade pizza guard. right Hand in front made, of me. Yeah, okay. in, I watched them. Yeah. Uh-huh. I watched them do the dough. Uh-huh. I watched them do the tomato. I watched them do the do cheese. That, by the way, Evan. Yeah. Not for nothing. Go ahead. You're from New York. Yeah, that's right. You lived in Long Island City. I'll excuse your Long Island years uh-huh. just because I'm a good guy. Oh, thanks. You lived in one of the five boroughs. Yeah, what's your point? Outside of me, no one else on this radio station has lived in the five boroughs. And you are excited about waiting in line. For airport pizza. It was good. Shame on you. It was good. Shame I was stunned it was good. You thought I thought a place called the Santo at Fort Lauderdale Airport was going to be good? Shame I didn't. You. It was amazing. And I would eat it again. And if I could have it tonight, I'd have it tonight. Plus, I'm very upset with you. What? You went to Fort Lauderdale and you didn't ask me about my favorite restaurant in all Fort Lauderdale. So I know you didn't go there. And your sister probably lives five minutes away. I went out to dinner yeah. one time. Me and, me and my wife, we dropped the kids off at Aunt Stacy's house, uh-huh. my sister, and we went to dinner. It's possible. You didn't go. It's po- Did Maybe you first. go to the Rustic Inn? Holy crap. I know you didn't. You know you didn't. Holy crap. Because it's not, you nah, wouldn't do I, that. I went to a place called like Encanto. It was very good, though. Yeah. I had a surf and turf. <laughs> I had a surf and turf. I did. I went surf and turf. Lobster, <laughs> shrimp, filet mignon, medium yeah. rare, medium well. Sorry. Oh. Got to do it. I know it's controversial. No, no. I've always said this about, medium well. about ordering steak and playing blackjack. It's your money. That's right. It's your mouth. That's right. Play how you want to play. And it was good in Eat my mouth. I like, if you, I've always been bothered by this. I wouldn't order medium well, but I'm not eating your steak. So if you truly enjoy it, and yes, I think you're ruining it. I think you're making a terrible decision. But if that's how you like it, that's how you should it's get the it. the most understanding you've ever been. Yeah. And I feel like Thank I you, used Craig. to say that same, you know, back in the day when I played cards. Like, yeah. it's your money. If you want to play stupid, play stupid. So when I'm in Vegas this weekend yeah. and I split 
on. Uh, uh, please, please. I, don't, I can't get into it, obviously, but no, I don't want to hear it. No, but I don't want to hear I'll it. get bad looks when I go to a restaurant. My point is this. When you're yeah. at a table like that, if I do something selfish. Well, if you do it now, if you're with your at. wife, no one's going to say nothing. If it's just me and her, of course. Yeah. But if I'm at a table with people, I'll get yelled at. I'll get all that. When I'm at a restaurant, like you said, since I'm the only one eating it, no one gives a rat's ass. So while I understand your analogy, no, I'll tell you this. it's not a good one for if that reason. If you're going to play cards. You see what I'm saying? You can't do stupid things like I've seen. That's my point. I've seen a guy get punched right in the face yeah. because he split kings. But that's my point, Craig. At, at the last seat of the table. But that's my yes. point. Like yes. you're right, you can do what you want. But if you're at that table, you're not going to think that way. When yes. I'm getting my own dinner it's and I'm going dinner. well done or medium well, yeah, no one cares because they're not eating it. And let's be honest, with the amount those Adele tickets cost you, you're getting burgers anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's right. When do you leave? Friday? Friday night. After the show? Right after the show. Nice. That'll be nice. Uh, first class. I appreciate that. Way mm-hmm. to go, kiddo. No. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Are you driving to the airport? Yes. So you can't even drink before you get there? I'll drink when I'm there. You got to get l- loaded uh, for that flight. My you're going to ass- take a nice little nap on the way there. My assumption also is there'll be a delay because there's always a delay. So me and my wife are going out of Newark. Yeah, there'll be a delay. I'm confident of a delay, so we'll have plenty of time. You're going uh, United? I don't remember, honestly. Uh, I, okay, I, fair I enough. have it down to Fair it. enough. There'll be a delay. There'll be a delay. Although, unless sometimes you're lucky if you get like the, the latest flight out or the first flight out, it kind of goes smooth. It's anything in between is a problem. See, I would think the first flight out would have less of an issue, but the last yeah. flight out, you have all these other flights that, if they have a delay, could cause your delay. Like, last sure. night, I came back from Fort Lauderdale. It was supposed to be an 8 o'clock flight. We took off at 10. Oof. Uh, I mean, it sucks, but it is yeah, what it is. It's also the beauty about doing an afternoon show. Yes. <laughs> touche, sir. Touche. There you go. 877-337-6666. We'll get more of your calls. You can react to the Cashman interview. Uh, and, of course, uh, the latest on the debacle in Brooklyn known as Kyrie Irving. Well, there now. may be a debacle coming your way because Jalen Brunson just tweeted, bro, no way. So I don't know what it means. but that my, That's something good. My first reaction is Jalen Brunson's a net, and you guys got Durant, so congratulations, first off, man. Jalen Brunson's the only untradeable guy in the Nick <laughs> roster right well, you now. you trade him for Durant in a second. Yes, I would. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> that's true, but uh, that ain't happening. Okay. But you take bro, no way. As a positive uh, or a negative? So, honestly, I take it as he's playing a video game and something amazing happens. No, no, no. That's got to be something. Oh, you think it's related? He's, he's got he's to know. He's, he's got to be told something. He's yeah. already answered it, I think. We, we got an answer? Yeah, you want to go What is it? it? I want oh, you to read it. Because, but I, I want you to read it, Craig. Oh, come on. No, no, uh, hold on. Can I tell him or do you want him to read I'm it? I'm going to find it. Wait a minute. Wait wow, a minute. Dick fans, get ready for this. Yeah, big news. Blow no way. We have the reason, and this is going to blow your mind. You got to calm down, everybody. That's obviously something stupid. Totally forgot there's a Wawa in Orlando. That's fire. Fire emoji. By the way, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Man loves his Wawa. He loves his Jalen Hurts. A uh, little taste of home. Yeah, but did he do that on purpose? A little taste of home. Don't you think he's of trolling you? Of course he's trolling us. <laughs> but I like it. I got to be honest, I like it. Fair All right, enough. that makes me, because uh, that means dude's got a sense of humor, so I like it. All right. I like it. I'm good with it. We got to be trolled every once in a while, too. I think it's okay for us to take it every once in a while also. Yeah, Fair, fair enough. We do a lot right. trolling. It's Carton and Roberts on the fan. WFAN, WFAN-FM, and WFAN.com. Who would argue with that? Saved Aerosmith's career? By the way, at the time. 
Can't argue that, Big Mac. That's an inarguable Definitely point. Definitely rejuvenated it. They rejuvenated uh, Aerosmith and made them relevant hmm. again. How about that, Evan? I and read, you hated it. Nah, I like it. You them. were never a fan of Run DMCs. You were telling me off air. I don't I know why. I never, ever said that. You told me that five minutes ago. I hated Run DMC. <laughs> I read from an unverified Twitter account, but go I'll ahead. run with it anyway because I like it. Yeah. That That's when, funny. Like, you're going to go with it because you like what it says. 100%. That the ratings for the Grammy skyrocketed the moment Beyonce showed up. That they were down the whole night. And then when Beyonce showed up because she was running How late. How people know that Beyonce showed up? They know because she showed up because that's when Trevor Noah came over and said, here's the award. Yeah. I, I, apparently, and yeah. I believe it, even though the yeah, Twitter account only has sure. 800 followers, yeah. that it just skyrocketed. Skyrocketed. Baby yeah. in the house. By the way, she's very, very popular, but she's not one of the top 10 greatest singers of all time. She, she might be a top 10 entertainer. I'll give you an example. I'll give you a great entertainer. Who I would not say is a top 10 singer. Tina Turner is one of the great all time entertainers. But no one's going to say she's one of the great singers of all time. Yeah, but time. I think Beyonce is a great singer. But you're wrong. No, I'm right. It's one of those rare cases where I, I think I get a W on this. I'm sorry. By the way, can I cut a an eight foot long log that's about two feet in diameter with my uh, table saw? I think I can. Do you? I'm, I'm, I'm going to try yeah, this I weekend. Know. I don't think so, bro. Yeah, because I'm having the damnedest time getting a chainsaw through it. I, really? Yeah, it keeps kicking back on me. And now, you know, obviously, you know, that's a bad thing. I even sharpened the blades on the chainsaw, and I'm getting this terrible kickback. So now I'm thinking, just bring the table saw out there, throw the log on top of the table saw, and do it that way. But I've never done that before. And I'm not talking about a small little, like, sapling. I'm talking about, like, two-foot-wide diameter. It's going to take you a while, I'll tell you that. Well, not the, if, the, if the table saw works, it goes right through it. Ping, ping, <laughs> ping. But I've not tried that yet. <laughs> I, can you take video of this when you do it? Yeah, I'll do it 100%. All right, thanks. Yeah, it's going to be my big uh, Super Bowl weekend project. <laughs> <laughs> How about a, just a regular, like... You and your son, you could have that two-sided like, yeah, two saw. Man saw. Yeah, I'm good with that too if I have to. Yeah, because we have work. we have the handheld saws too. Yeah, how many but, different pushes would it take for you to break? Oh, through? to get through a two-foot-wide log. Yeah. It's gonna take a lot. I'm gonna say conserve. I can't take the number back and forwards, but I think if you could get through that in ten minutes, you're probably doing good work. Reminds me of the age-old question: How many licks does it take to get to the center of a well, tootsie roll pop? Well, we all know pop? the answer to that. 843. Oh, you've I mean, done that's that? been well-established. Hmm. Like, where, where have you been on that? Hmm. I've tried it a Remember few times, the, but then I lose It was an owl, wasn't yes. it? Yes. Yes. Yes, he he owl. does two licks and he, he bites bite. it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But I, Big Mac, I'm with you. I think I may have to go to the two-man saw. Yeah, I wouldn't put that on your table. How long is it? It's eight feet long. Yeah. I'm not worried about that. You know, uh, you know I can balance it on the table. <laughs> I'm just worried about can I... Probably not. Yeah, I gotta call the guys. I gotta call Joe and Von Roar. Get some advice. advice Bring on that the professionals one. in. Well, listen, they let me. I I, I rented from them. Uh, you know, a, a log splitter, but I didn't even use it because the tree that came down. They're not like a log splitter is generally two foot long piece of wood fits in there. But. And I got an eight foot or a six foot long piece of wood. <laughs> the log splitter you can't do it sideways. No, you gotta. Cut it, it won't cut through. You gotta go through the long way. So I think I, I may just go two-man saw and make a workout out of it. Good point. All right, there you go. Settled. By the way, Saturday, you want to do a little work? 
I'm going to Vegas. Oh, I forgot you're going to Vegas. I'm I, busy, man. I was going to put you to work. I got a date with Adele, much like The Rock. How cool was that moment? Adele, yeah, huge oh, fan of... Like she had no idea he was coming. She had no idea. Yeah, okay. And let me ask the question that's on everybody's yeah, mind. Yeah, should you wear a blazer without a shirt on under it? <laughs> if The Rock Dwayne Johnson has yeah. time to surprise Adele yeah. at the Grammys... Does he not have time to confront the head of the table at WrestleMania 39? Thank you, sir. There's only been 38 WrestleManias. This will be the 39th. Oh, is this one a year? Got yeah. It. Got it. What the hell did you think? I don't know. It's like every Friday, it seems like there's another WrestleMania. No, that's just SmackDown. Oh, my bad. All right. All right. Look, Tommy was so excited to talk there. And by the way, I did, <laughs> I did listen to you guys a little bit on Friday. You did a fantastic job, as far as I could tell. But I do have one critique. Oh, boy. I don't think Tommy should call himself Loogie. I don't like it. Yeah, that's one thing. Like, if you give him the nickname, hey, Loogie. Yeah, it's interesting. Plus, you're a grown man. Do you want to be known as Loogie for well, the rest of your life? I don't know if I'm, I'm really a grown man, maybe by age, not you're by 40 attitude. 40 years old almost. I'm 37, so yeah. I'll be 40 in a couple of like, years. I'm saying, like, you, I know you're not having kids, or maybe you don't want to have kids sure. at this current point of your life. But if you ever wanted kids... Would you want them to know that their dad's nickname is a booger that comes out wet from their nose? <laughs> I mean, uh, Mark Malusis goes by Moose. Yeah, Moose. Geo. I'd rather, I'd uh -huh. rather be a Moose than well, a Loogie. Geo is just a, that's not Yeah, that was a bad example. That's yeah, a hard um, Mad Dog used to, you know what Chris Russo used to do? And I know he's got Mad Dog radio, but he used to not really refer to himself as Mad Dog. He just bad. Christopher Lusso hit on the fan. Like, he didn't yeah. mention and play up the Mad Dog all that much. Which is kind of similar to what I thought you said about Loogie. Well, everybody well, else calls I you Lugie, yeah. but you call yourself Thomas Lugauer. Or no? just, yeah, Tommy. Just be Tommy. Yeah, I think on like when he does it, his own stuff, yeah. that's 100% true. I think sometimes, like, I think I even came back with Big Mac and Lugie once. Because we're filling in for you. We're kind of, it's like, you know, yeah. part of the team. We're When we're referred to on this show, it's Big Mac and Lugie. So. I never call him Lugie. Well, I you might not. Yeah. I, I don't like it. When I'm doing a Lugauer, I go by Lugie. Or how about this one? Uh, Lugauer yeah. for hours. The longer show. I like that better. Lugauer yeah. for hours. Hey, you're in the middle of a Lugauer for <laughs> hours. Overnights on the fan. Well, not overnights, but... Yeah. What are you going to do? Maybe mornings. Mornings. <laughs> mornings. Won't do that. Mornings. Whole week of overnight sounds <laughs> off. I, I don't see Tommy on the schedule now. <laughs> One night. I'm, with you. I'm convinced. Like, whole if week. Sal, if Salicata ever decided, I don't want to do it anymore, his TV career took off even more if he was doing a different day part, and they went to Tommy and said... You could be the new overnight guy. I am on. I believe he says no. I think you're right. I was just about yep. to ask him that too. Would you say no? Would you? And again, Sal does a great job. No, he Sal is, moves on. Sal he gets is, a promotion. He, he goes is elsewhere. The perfect overnight guy. Energy wise, it's all good. But if Sal moved on to a, a better day part, a different day part, different whatever, would you take the job? As much as I joke, of course I would. Oh, and, you would. And I'm okay. a perfect candidate for it because I don't have to get woken up by children at, at 7 a.m. Oh, so I could sleep point. in. That's an attack on Big Mac. No, it's yeah, not. That's what he's saying. That's what, what you would use against me he if just, we were both up to that job. He just negatively attacked Big There's Mac. There's no way I just said that to Olivero in the uh, newsroom. Yeah, right. But if I saw him, <laughs> you know, I would. I can't believe you did that. Well, Big Mac's got designs on another gig anyway. Ooh, I understand, yes. but he's still. I would say yes to the overnight show. Though. He went after his guy. I'm would stunned you, by it. Would you say yes to the overnight job? Of course, of course. Well, you guys are looking to leave us a first chance you get. Oh yeah, yeah. Whatever they throw you away. I mean, I'll take it. I mean, I'll take it. I'll talk about it. I mean, I'll, I'll take it. I'll talk about it. All right. Uh, um, coming up, I think we're going to talk to the new uh, Mets play-by-play -play guy. Uh, Spike asked us to do that, so I'm happy to do that. Uh, Keith Rob uh, will join us at some yeah, point. Matter of fact, he's on the hotline right now. This is uh, Keith Rad, 
Uh, Keith, it's uh, Craig Carton and Evan Roberts, better known to you, of course, as Carton and Roberts. Uh, congratulations. How you doing? Good, guys. Good to talk to you. This is uh, this is legendary stuff to be in the presence of you two right now. Well, more more so more so me than Evan. That's true. <laughs> but uh, we appreciate it. So you and I, of course, are the only two guys that have ever called Cyclones play by play and uh, made it to the fans. So congratulations to the two of us. You know, I walked past this bottlehead of you and Boomer from 2010, and it, you know, it looks good. You look good in this thing. I heard it got some strange reviews, but uh... by the way, you wanted something crazy about that bobblehead? It was a, it was a promotion we do with the Cyclones, where uh, Keith was in elementary school, and I, I, I don't know why it came up. I was looking at our bobblehead, and I get a little thing. I go to eBay. The Boomer and Carton Cyclone bobblehead. Take a guess what it's selling for. Four dollars and ninety nine cents. How about five hundred? No, wow. I swear to God, five hundred. Yeah, five hundred. I think Bob in Vermont's got the high bid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Keith, uh, just for people, first off, no joke. Congratulations, you are uh, one of the new voices to be with Harry Rose on Met Broadcast. I believe it's you. Uh, is it Pete McCarthy? Is that right? No. Or uh, Steve McCarthy? No, I want you to figure it out yourself now. Well, don't, I know, don't tell I know, him, Keith. I know his dad, Tom. Yeah. Tom McCarthy. He got the last name right, so you're off to a so nice So is it Tom Jr. McCarthy? His name is Pat McCarthy. I apologize. Pat McCarthy, Keith Rad are now part of the broadcast team. And uh, w walk me through how you found out you got the job. Uh, well, it was uh, a lot of different things. I mean, I know there was some press stuff that happened before everything was official. I think you guys kind of mentioned something was happening, so that was somewhat... Oh, Eye-opening, and then... <laughs> there was a leak. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> there was a leak out of a leaky... But yes, I had nothing to do with the leak. But uh, <laughs> uh, No, I, uh, Chris Oliveira was, was kind enough to give me a call a, a um, couple of days ago and just say, hey, listen, welcome to, the, welcome to the big leagues, which was pretty amazing. I was standing uh, at Maimonides Park in Coney Island, you know, and got the call. So it was... It was kind of cool. It's where players get the call. They're going up to double A. Sure. If I can you made the jump. He went from single A to the pro. If I can just ask you, did uh, did the architect, Chris, actually say welcome to the big leagues? Uh, I think I blacked out during it, but I think it was something <laughs> like, like, welcome to the big leagues. Got it, because uh, yeah, he's been course. using a lot of baseball metaphors lately, and uh, <laughs> I told him uh, earlier today I find it objectionable. Did you get emotional when you were told? Was there like yeah. a couple of tears flying out? That hasn't happened yet. I don't know why that hasn't happened yet, but I'm sure it's going to be in there. Hopefully, not that first game sitting next to Howie and he sends it to me, and I'm just start you know bursting into tears. But how it's many... been amazing. It's been it's overwhelming, honestly. How many years have you done Cyclones baseball? I've been with the Cyclones for five. I've been doing the minor league stuff for about eight years. So is there like a bunch of? I'm trying to think back. You know, you called a lot of Met players who now are on the team, right? Have you been doing it for five years? Yeah, so Brett, when Brett Beatty got up there, that was huge because that was one of our, our most recent guys up. And then, of course, Al Francisco Alvarez got up, hit a home run at the end of the year last year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Bryce Montez de Yoka, these guys out of the bullpen, Colin Holderman, who was part of the Vogelback right. trade. Yeah, I mean, these are, these are names. We, we ascended from short season out of high A, so we have guys that are you know now two steps away from the bigs instead of six. So the last two years have been a lot more of the Beatty's and the Alvarez was coming up. And where did you go to college, and has this always been the dream? Yeah, I went to the University of Dayton out in Ohio, okay. and it was the dream probably freshman year out there, joining the radio station, and it threw me on the sports committee. So I learned to love it. 
and I do love it. It's a, it's a dream come true. And uh, have you ever broadcasted on play-by-play for a strange event, uh, a non-traditional event uh, through your your younger days, especially in college or maybe once you graduated before you came to Brooklyn? Uh, do you have one of those stories where you had to announce something crazy? Uh, I think when I first got to Brooklyn, we went out to the beach uh, right out past right field, and I broadcast a couple of seagulls flying uh, over the water just because, you know, we're itching to get going. So that was probably the best. Uh, but I didn't do the hot dog eating contest or anything yet, which you're, you'll get, you'll get there. Yo, you'll get, listen, you know, Kevin Burkhardt used to do sausage reports from uh, City Field. That's true. And now he's doing the Super Bowl on Sunday. So I imagine he's one of those guys you look at, wow, look where he got to. Not that you'd ever want to leave the Met broadcast, but uh, you can certainly look at a guy like Kevin and his uh, career up path and say anything's possible. No, at this no, point. no, no. Here's what I want, Keith. As a diehard Met fan, I know my dad feels this way. We What's want that? we want stability. If yeah, it doesn't happen, anymore. forty years of broadcasting the New York Mets. Can you commit to us right now <laughs> that you will be the voice of the like forty five years from now at the new stadium wherever they build it? They're gonna be people. People gonna be like Keith. I've been listening to you my whole life. You're the voice of the Mets. Can you make us that promise right now? You'll be here for. Yeah. Fifty years. If you'll have me on for the you know four forty five and forty five years from now, we can do this segment. We can we can talk about remember when. Well, I'll you know, be dead by then. So yeah, that, that's not, I don't know who's going to be doing afternoons <laughs> at that point, but it ain't going to be me. And you're not going to be here forty five years from now. I can tell you that also. What? He's not. I mean, I'm just let's kids. He's going to have career aspirations that'll take him out. He has a great voice. You can hear it. And as much as the New York well, Mets need a okay. successor let me to the great Howie Rose, let me, Keith's going to be on the network uh, soon, I can well, tell. Well, hold on. Let me ask you this, Keith, because I'm very curious. Obviously, TV's TV. Do you, as a kid growing up, when you were broadcasting, did you envision radio? Because it's different. Like, you're painting the, the word picture, as Bob Murphy used to say. Like, do you look at yourself as radio is the dream? That's the gig. To be honest, 100%, they're two different beasts. Like TV is cool and it's flashy and probably make a little extra scratch. But radio, the art of it, it's a little old school to say. It's vintage to say, but I love radio play-by-play. The the theater of the mind, the ability to paint the picture when someone's driving down the, the BQE and they can see the game through the words I say. I, I get more joy out of that. So while the network would be cool, Craig, I think the this gig, if I did this gig for the Mets for 45 years, I mean, it would be... No, listen, it'd obviously be a pretty cool thing to be the uh, signature voice of of any team, uh, let alone a team that you rooted for uh, growing up. And uh, we wish you the best of luck. You're going to be working with a legend in Harry, of course. Uh, Pat is the son of a legend. Uh, Tom McCarthy's been doing it a very long time. I don't know him, but it seems like you guys should have a pretty good run of it. And have a good time, and like I said, Just you, do, watch. you get to sit next to a guy who's great at it. Watch a lot of honeymooners, all right? That'll prepare you for Howie a little bit. <laughs> and he likes Thanks, cheap guys. wine, too. <laughs> no, I'm, just putting, I'm just putting it out there, because that's the only wine he's ever bought me was nine bucks a bottle. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> By the way, do you have a, a signature home run call that we should get ready to get used to hearing? I do not. I do not. I was kind of told coming up through college as everybody was already pretty much set, hey, they're all taken kind of thing. So every single one hopefully will be organic and fresh and will, you know, it will meet the moment appropriately. That's that's the goal. And then what happens? Uh, how do we split this up? Like, Harry does the first three, you do the next three, and McCarthy does the last three? Does no. Harry do the last three? How's that go? No. What am I asking? So- it's a whole new thing. How do I know? Come on. Do they? Does so, he do the whole game? What's up? <laughs> so Howie will do six. 
I will do three. I'll be there for the color for the other six when Howie's, Howie's, it's Howie's booth. Uh, and then when Howie takes a couple of games off and we go out west or something like that, Pat right. and I will join and, uh, it'll be Pat McCarthy and myself. Oh, so Pat's like the odd man out. So it's oh, you he and Howie. In post and then he fills it. in. So it's you and Howie every day when Howie decides not to go on certain trips, which we all respect, you become the six-inning guy. McCarthy becomes the three-inning guy. Now, here's my question. Does Howie do one, two, three, seven, eight, nine? Or does he do one through six? Or does he do four through nine? How's that work? I will be doing, I think, three, four, and seven. So he'll do the other, or he'll do one, two, four, five, eight, nine. See, you guys laugh at my questions, but you guys didn't know that. It's a weird split. I don't know yeah. how it goes. We so knew that. You knew that you knew that he does four <laughs> and seven and eight or whatever it is. I did not know. Here's what I did. I didn't know three, four, seven. Yeah. But I knew it wasn't a three man booth. Why well, didn't say that? Yes, you did. You said, Does how we get this three? Do you get these three? Does Pat get these three? No. You know. Yeah, no. I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know. You know what I've learned about you, Craig, and I love you. You don't know a lot. No, like to me, (laughs) here's the weird thing. Like Howie Rose should do the ninth inning, right? It's you know he's the the senior broadcaster. You're doing the eighth and ninth inning. So uh, that I think that's right. So I figure you give Keith about till September when he's like, get the old guy out of here. (laughs) You know, listen, I want to call a playoff game. (laughs) <laughs> Anyhow, all jokes aside, congrats. We have all at some point in our lives been exactly where we are right now when the phone rings and you get the opportunity of a lifetime and uh, make the most of it. And I'll give you the only piece of advice I'll give you, not that you asked, is advice that I got uh, back in 2007 when I uh, came back to WFN to do the morning show, and that was simply act like you belong there. And I think uh, you'll do great. And we look forward to hearing all your calls on our sister station. And uh, we wish you the best of luck. Absolutely, guys. Thank you so much. Congrats. I'm, I, I'm looking forward to a huge Schmidt season and hopefully a World Series. Well, that's not going to happen. Amen. But regardless of that, you'll you'll be a Met broadcaster, and that's happen. good enough. So, all right, kiddo. Be good. Thank you. Thank you, guys. All right. That's uh, Keith Rad, the uh, new play-by-play voice, joining Howie uh, for this upcoming Met season on our sister station, which is... Oh, come on. 880, of course. <laughs> that would be... <laughs> You're bad enough. You don't even know that. It's still there, right? It's We're still, still there. Good. Oh, just checking. No, it's still there. I was, I was just testing you guys to make sure you know. So that's a weird breakup, right? Three, four, seven. See, that well, I, I mean, honestly didn't know. I didn't know the that's three, four, seven. That's always a probing question. Well, it's it's typically two, 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 and then how we would do the ninth. They're giving him one extra inning, I guess, now. How he's doing eight and nine. Correct. Pretty sure it was two, one, two, three, four. Five, six, seven, eight, and then Howie did nine. Got it. Do wow. you know how the breakdown is with John and Susan? It's yeah, John one, two, three. It's a lot <laughs> Susan's, uh, she doesn't do any play-by-play. You know, John right there was the splitter. <laughs> Thank you, Susan. I saw that. Of course, I can't see much anymore. But on the well, monitor, we don't have a monitor, I was wondering how they know, like, it's a splitter. They have no idea, right? Sometimes you're just guessing, and you know what the pitcher usually throws, right. so that okay. gives you like a fair indication. Like, like you would you, say Mariano just threw a changeup. Right, like Jacob deGrom <laughs> would throw his slider and very rarely throw his curveball. So the honest answer would be, that's on a fastball, it's a slider. Yeah, but they really don't know. Like a fastball, you could tell. Well, it's right? the beauty of radio, Craig. No one's testing you. Right. Oh, there's a, a 2-2 fastball hideaway. Well, Meanwhile, it's like a big uh, you're hanging curveball. Well, they have been putting it up on the board now, both Yankee Stadium and Yeah, City but Field. I don't think you could do that in that kind of time. No. I, I think you're just saying it. There's a thing on the MLB app where you can listen to the radio timed up with the TV. 
And I've done it with the Yankees. I've done it a little bit with the Mets. It's not bad. It's just that you're taking creative license. We're inventing stuff, right? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I would do the same thing. Much more on one broadcast than the other. And there's a uh, cutter. I'll leave it at that. How'd you know it was a cutter, Billy? I don't know. No, you know. <laughs> That's the beauty of radio over TV. High though. and outside sometimes is low and away. Yeah, by the way, I don't think you need to say what kind or of pitch it is anyway. Yeah. Just say, here's the 2-2, two, two, high and away, 3-2. Radio is the theater of the imagination. Yeah. Chuck, it doesn't a, matter if it's true or not. I would be a great uh, radio baseball play-by-play guy. Why didn't you apply for the job? You could have had a third. Because I, I have two jobs. Why not a third? Well, because Lazy? I, you know, travel. I do want to do a game with you this spring, though. Or uh, March, whatever it is. Uh, can, we, can we make that happen? Since apparently we're just you know, willy-nilly hiring people to do play-by-play. Uh, why can't you and I get a Yankee nah, game? Man, let's belt? go. Let's do it. I think that'd be great, right? Yeah. Matter of fact, uh, I was just asked if I was if I was going out of Port St. Lucie. The Mets are still there, right? Yes, they are. Uh, to yeah, see if I wanted to catch uh, dinner or lunch with a certain Met executive. Oh, yeah. I'm not telling you. That'd be wrong of me. Oh, okay. But Billy wants to have lunch again. <laughs> I can tell you that. Only took him a month and a half to get back to me. I thought he didn't like you. No, he, he didn't write me. you back for like no, a month. It's uh, he missed the he missed the text. Oh, is that what happened? Yep. And he then he missed it. And then he found it. I guess he found it because I just got a uh, text message from him. I texted him on January 10th. He just texted me today. How weird is that? A little strange. So 26 days later, <laughs> like who does that? A little strange. Yeah. Like, I miss texts and I feel bad about it. Don't get me wrong. But do you ever go back 26 days and say, let me write this person back? Hey, what's up? I, after 26 days, I would move along. But I got a text message <laughs> offering me lunch or dinner at Port Taylor. That means Billy's work in the offseason is officially done. He's not looking for any more bullpen help. He's right. done. Now he's ready to talk to me. He's so bored. He's like, well, let me text you. Here's really the question, right? No joke. Billy Epler texted me today at 346. He's responding to a text I sent him on January 10th. <laughs> I'm not going to say what he wrote because it's no one's business. But here's my question for you. How long do I take to respond to him? Uh, I, I can't respond today, so I'm not going to. No, I think you're the better man. I disagree. respect dude. I disagree. I'm not responding today. I'm not. You're you wrong. Can't. I think you're wrong. Dude, I sent him a text. I'm looking at it. On January I, 10th. I'm not disagreeing with what you did. What's today's date? February 6th. So 27 days ago, I sent the general manager yeah, of the Craig, Mets a text. Aren't you the better man, though? Now, I be get fair, it took him a while, but why do you have to wait? Out of principle. No. 100%. You would, you, you would have been the worst dater. You probably had this rule, I got to wait five days. No. I can't respond to her. I got to make her sweat. Dude, if you're interested in her, just write her and call her. Don't mess around. I, I ain't all that interested. You're not that interested in responding to Billy? Yeah. That's a different story. Like, yeah. Uh, you know. So you're uh, done with him? I told you, like, when I used to be friendly with Mike McCagnan, the, the uh, failed general manager of the Jets, <laughs> he called me one day. I was fixing a washer because I'm handy like that. And he's like, hey, it's Mikey Mack. I'm like, hey, how you doing? And he goes, anything you want to know? I'm like, about what? I was fixing. I was yeah. doing handy I work, check, right? And he's like, you know, about the Jets. I'm like, eh, I go, let me think about it. <laughs> and I thought about it, and I go, no, not really. So you don't want to know anything from Billy? No, no. So he's like, so I'll never forget this. It was like burning my head like yesterday. And he goes, so wait a minute. Like, we had a relationship. We were friendly. I wouldn't say we're friends. But we were friendly, right? And he goes, so I'm willing to talk to you off the record. Nothing was going to be on the record about, you know, the franchise and what's going on. 
and you have no questions for me? Mm. And I'm like, I'm kind of in the middle of something right now. I just dropped the film set screw, and it's pissing me off, right? <laughs> and he's like, in my lifetime, I've never experienced this. Yeah. Like me offering to have a, a private conversation and relationship about what's going on, and you have no nothing to ask me. Like, eh. You know? So how does this relate to Billy? You don't so care about my, any information? So is that your point? Is, when I wanted to talk to him, right. I'm sure I had a question that was important to me and you probably at the time. Yeah. January 10th, whatever was going on. I know what it was know. about. It was about Carlos Correa. I remember. Okay, about Carlos Correa. Yeah. I really have nothing I want to talk yeah, but to you about not, right now. You're not showing any foresight because there may be yeah. something you want to talk about okay. with him in six weeks. You so have no I idea. foster the relationship? Yes. Yeah. You know, I think you're an idiot. I think he's got to wait now. That's (laughs) what I think. That is so foolish. Well, I don't think so at all. Like, if I just respond like a puppy dog, like, oh, 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 he reached out to me. Let me respond right away. Hold on. It's not a puppy dog. When did he write you? Give Give me the exact time. 346. 346. It's now 456. It's an hour later. Wait till six o'clock, right about. He gets nothing from me till end of the week. So and so you're gonna wait four days. You know how obvious that is? He knows what you're doing. Yeah. And it's sad. I don't think so at all. And it's pathetic. I frankly think it shows, uh, listen, maybe I don't want to talk to you. It shows that you're vengeful. Yes, that is true. That the amount of time it took for him to write back is like a factor in your mind. Like like he wanted to know if I was going to be down in Florida. I'm not. Like, sorry. Why not? When am I going to be at Port St. Lucie? You told me we were going down to Florida to call a Yankee game. I think it's a Yankee game. Well, Tampa's we nowhere near Port St. Lucie. It's an hour and a half, and I've done it. It's not that bad. It is not an hour and a half. It's That's an hour 45. It's two hours. All right, I'll look it up. I think Port it's like two, it's 2.30. I've done it. You just went from it. It's an hour to two and a half times that I much. forgot, but it's about two hours. All right, it's more than that, buddy. I'm going to look it up right Please now. Please do. What's I, your guess? What's your guess? From Tampa to Port St. Lucie? I got the answer. I was Three right. Three and a half hours. Two and a half hours. See, not bad. I, I don't want to do that. Why not? I'll drive. That's why I don't want to do that. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind you driving, though. I, if Listen, if the architect sets it up, I'm in. It is the but ugliest. But I'm still not responding to him. It's the ugliest drive you'll ever see. Florida is such an I love ugly state. I, I would move there tomorrow. Oh, it's all swamp and flat. Oh. I need mountains, man. I'm a mountain guy. Yeah, you, you live near New York City. Yeah, there's mountains. No, You're talking not. about upstate New York. There's mountains everywhere. You don't live in upstate New York. I live close enough. No, you don't. I see mountains. That's a full-on day trip to go see no, mountains. It's not. Let's go to the Poconos. You drive not twenty the minutes and there are ma- Anyhow, mountains so everywhere. I've made my decision. Yeah, I am not texting him back today. Come on. Perhaps tomorrow, and I think I write back. Sorry, whiffed on this yesterday. God, that's what you wrote. Today. I freaking wish Sean Marks would text me right now, and I tell him to get his head <laughs> out of his ass and not trade Dinwiddie and picks for Fred Van Vliet, which is the new rumor now. Oh, I'm not boy. a fan of that. I like FVV, but I am not <laughs> trading Dinwiddie and picks. Now you get me Siakam. Let's yeah. have a conversation. I'm open to it. But this is exactly what I told you at the top of the hour, at top of the show. They're holding off on the trade call because yeah. they're trying to expand it into a deal with Toronto. I like Fred Van Vliet. I want to make this clear. You pair Van Vliet with Dinwiddie. You do not trade Dinwiddie with a pick or two for Van Vliet. But let me say something that's going to interest you because your eyes are glazing. The reason they'd make the trade is for Durant. Durant loves, loves Fred Van Vliet. And you know Dinwiddie's very famous for not giving a high five back to Kevin Durant. I've seen the video. You've seen it. And then Durant gave himself the high five. Yes. I saw it. I think that creates issues. No, he doesn't. And that's something that Sean Marks (laughs) may be looking at right now. Real quick, guys. I got to go to Chrissy in upstate New York. 
uh, with those mountains, apparently. Chris, what's going on, kiddo? Hey, how's it going, guys? Thanks Doing for great. taking the call. Love what's up? Show. Thank you. No, thank you. Um, Craig, I'd like to talk about your log issue. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that you're going to be able to cut it on the table saw, bud. Why not? How, t- how big is your blade? Yeah, how big is on your blade? <laughs> on the table saw. I hear it's a very small blade. That's what I've heard. I think it's well, uh, I think it's eighteen inches. Eighteen. So you're only gonna be able to raise it nine inches. On a two foot log, you'll only be able to cut nine inches into each side. So, I'm, so I can't use the table saw. My head's exploding right I'm now. with you on that. What uh, I was thinking maybe I'd cut half, roll it, cut half, roll it like that. But that doesn't sound plausible either. So it sounds no, like I'm sounds like I'm getting the old uh, two man saw, huh? Or uh what about a chainsaw with some wedges? Yeah, I got chainsaw. Uh, right. but it keeps bouncing back on me, and I don't, I don't want to deal with that because it's dangerous. Well, if you put the wedges in, you might not get the bounce back. Yeah, and then I was hold, thinking about, because uh, I've done this for years now, I'm pretty good at it, but uh, nice. then I was thinking I chainsaw, like, coming down like a third of it, not in half. Uh, maybe I'd try that as a technique, but uh, I'm just at my wit's end with it. So I think I'd rather put in the, you know, the uh, manual labor, man. There's nothing wrong with manual labor. Give you a good workout. Especially for your kids. You get your kids out there when it's a little cold, and you tell them, listen, we're not going back inside for hot chocolate until we get this log cut. I think that's a great lesson to be learned. You need to lose a few pounds. You should just do it yourself. And I you can't even, use a two-man saw by myself. And you I mean, even talked about it's it earlier a two in the man show. Saw. You want to look like Tom Brady. I do. So use a two-man saw. Tom Brady's got exercise. the body of a 20-year-old, and I want it. I'm not, I'm not even kidding. When you see me in Labor Day, you're like, who is that guy? Are you going to tweet out pictures of yourself? I tell you what, if I get to that shape, I'll do the underwear photo as well. Will you? But I'll cover my junk like he did. I don't do all that. Now, I apologize. You're not going to like what I'm about to say. So you can just sit in the corner and let me do this for 10 seconds, okay? Maybe 15 seconds. No, the architect's going to like this. So let me take care of this. My boy Craig should not be disrespected the way he was disrespected today, okay? Colin Cowherd gets Tom Brady and not Craig Carton? Ridiculous. Embarrassing <laughs> and wrong, okay? Next time Tom Brady does an interview with one yeah. of your dopey shows, put it on the dopiest show of them all. Thank you. The one I watch every morning, Craig Carton. Not that other guy, Craig Carton. You don't have to say anything. I took care of it. Done. Thank you. That's You're very welcome. kind of you. I will get back into the uh, debacle in Brooklyn uh, as Nick fans celebrate the death and demise of the Brooklyn Nets officially now. Brian Cashman thinks Yankee fans are, uh, frankly, uh, unappreciative of uh, getting to the ALCS.